Welcome everybody to episode 35 of the No Means No Thing, No Means Nothing podcast, where three absolute uh, inveterate idiots attempt to find the best No Means No song of all time, bracket style, which of course is a fool's errand. No such song exists, but we're going to do our best anyway. I am one of your hosts, Jordan. I'm Matthew, and hopefully I have the correct mic this time. Apologies (laughs) for last time. And I'm Michelle, and I always sound terrific. That is a fact. Uh, yes, I think our technical issues are all worked out this time. I That was actually not mostly Matthew's fault. I had some stupid thing called echo cancellation left on on uh, Zencaster, and it, it adds all sorts of junk in there. But anyway, enough of that bullshit. We have some really great songs, as always. When are there not great songs? Beat on the Brad Accepted on this podcast. They are all full of fucking winners. This one's great, I think, because uh, uh, there's been some episodes lately where there's been kind of front-loaded the later catalog. This one goes kind of back. It's a lot mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. lot of early shit, which I love. Yes. So that's that's really fun. We got some, got some real bangers on here. Um, so buckle in for this one, folks. I think it's going to be a good one. I'll admit I'm a little bit uh, coming down with something. Don't know what it is, so I don't know where my energy is going to be at tonight, but I do have some booze, and maybe that'll help. So let's do some power of positive drinking. Oh, and Michelle, what, no, I'll start it off because I'm always boring. I got uh, whiskey on the rocks this time. What kind of whiskey? Cold. Uh, it's the whiskey from that uh, uh, the guy who does the whiskey distillery. I don't have the bottle oh, right. in front of me, so I don't remember what it's oh, called. Oh, that it's bourbon, though, right? barrel or something? No, no, that was the uh, that was the God, what was that called? Um, the, no, that was a tank? cider. That was yeah. a cider. Oh, yeah, no, this is different, oh, right. but still local and really fucking good. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm predictable. There's no choices to be made for me, Michelle. Are are you? Well, and I'm not predictable, too? but actually, this week, oh, oh well, oh. as you may remember, a certain someone came down to my house. Yes. Was it last Sunday, Matthew? Last Saturday. I can't remember. Have we recorded since I went down there? I can't remember. I, no, no, we have not. I don't think so. No, no. So it must okay. have been last week. So the man takes his full uh, load of of uh, a loud alcoholic uh, volume. Yeah, <laughs> I, I went. I went down and saw Michelle in the flesh since uh, first time since 2016. Huzzah! Uh, <laughs> not and, all my flesh. Uh, not all your flesh, no. but uh, no. yeah. We went yeah, to see. He, he brought me sweets. the pack AD. Yes, we did. Yeah. Yes, we did. Man, the singer, she's like a she's like the 1970s encompassed. Oh, like of yeah. all the good stuff of the 70s. Oh, she looks good like description. fucking grease slick Jimmy Page fucking oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's some they're, some they're fucking incredible. Molasses. Oh man, she belts it too. Holy oh, she, shit. She, she, yeah, she just amazing. inhabits that. Yeah. I yeah. cannot believe that's that that sound is two people it yeah, is it's, it's, if, yes. if, if yes. at all possible everybody out there they're in europe right now uh mm-hmm. and if you have a the opportunity please go and see the pack ad they are fantastic yes. live yep fantastic yes. recorded too but it was my actually believe it or not even though they live probably three four kilometers from me i've never seen them live before last uh when we went down there two weeks ago fuck um, to yeah he was up front being a fanboy and everything I oh yeah! Fucking missed that shit. They were in fucking San Francisco, and I missed that shit. I'm pissed. No, they're as they're hell. they're superior sounding. Just yeah. volume. Yep. That's awesome. And I don't mean volume, That's volume. Awesome. I mean just they put they have a lot in a small uh, small mm. space. Just mm. the singers. The it's singers it's almost as if 
just two people in a band can sound incredible sometimes. Oh, mm. oh. Mm. Wish there were more bands like that. Uh, and that is yeah. not, if the Pack AD happens to be listening to this, uh, this is not uh, uh, an exhortation to add a bass player <laughs> or a second no. drummer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. no, they were great. Really yeah. fun, open, cool. Like people anyway. are just happy to be there. So what, but yeah, all right, so all right. So, so, so Matthew brought me three beers. I have to admit that I drank one last Tuesday. We mm-hmm. can talk about that later if you want to. But so I, I drank. Oh, last Tuesday I drank that that Sasquatch thing. That was oh, yeah. amazing. That whatever that, that Sasquatch you know, urine or whatever it was. Sasquatch know, stout from Chilliwack. Sasquatch stout. Oh my god. So today I brought down the Longboat short chocolate porter. Which Matthew brought, and that is from, Ooh. where is it, from Canada? Yeah, it's from BC. It's from Victoria. Uh, from, uh, Victoria, BC. Oh, it is Victoria, from BC Victoria. Canada. So yeah, yeah, I got to open it up with that. There's no, there's going to be no Guinness fizz. I'm just going to open it up with a bottle cap here. Just mildly satisfying. Mm-hmm. Give me which It's going to smell good. But good, I'm putting huh? in my Guinness, yeah, Guinness glass, and then along with nice. that, I brought <laughs> two cans of non-alcoholic beer because I don't want another... To, last time because i was pretty legless last time <laughs> oh my god we're taking god. turns we're taking oh my turns god i was fucked embarrassingly up. legless last time oh man no, that that's a awesome. good looking beer, that was not man. embarrassing that, that was entertaining oh yeah that. hey, that's a good one yeah that's, that's a favorite of mine mm. oh mm-hmm. oh no it's i'm meal. happy to have it all right what do you have matthew all right, Matthew, where are you well, at? Well, I'm uh have as you guys know, have a few health issues, um, and so I have decided to step back and put uh, Mr. Alcohol back in uh, a place of respect, and uh, gonna go our own separate ways for a little bit. Um, so Very tonight, good. I have uh, a big glass of uh, something called Mobby, um, which is something I've been wanting to try for a long time. Uh, it is a Caribbean, uh, something very popular in the Caribbean. This particular one is from Trinidad, and it is what? made from the bark of the of a colubrina tree. Uh, it is sweet and sort of. It also has like um, vanilla and I think a little bit of an- aniseed Ooh. in it. So it's quite a bit like root beer, but then it finishes with a little bit of bitterness. It's really, really good. I I like it. Like a lot. A, Ooh, that sounds delicious. Like a yeah, yeah. Here? Uh, no, not at all. No, no, no. Uh, actually, <laughs> no. It's a delicious. I've heard that uh, there's actually something from where the uh, part of the world where you're from, Michelle, called Moxie. It is sort of a oh, local yeah, yeah. Uh, soft yeah, drink called Moxie. Yeah, that's from Moxie. Maine, I think. I think it's from Maine. Yeah, some New England somewhere. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, it's mm-hmm. apparently it's a little bit, little bit like that, a little okay. bit like root beer, no, that's a little good. bit like uh, Chinotto, which is an Italian um, soft drink, which is a sort of a bitter orange thing, um, a little oh. bit like a, a, a cough remedy that I like <laughs> called Ninjon Pepe Aqua. <laughs> Jesus <So>. Christ! Oh my yeah. God! Anyway, it's it's very it very looks pleasant. Like tea. It looks like nice. tea. Yes. Well, cheers to both of you. Drink down. Look at the brown everybody hues we've got going on here. I know. Yeah. Everybody at home, uh, grab them if you got them. Drink them in the oh, toilet, man. on your run, in the car. Well, not in the car. You know what I'm saying. Knock it back and uh, settle up and uh, prepare your playlist if you'd like. And let's dive into our first matchup. We have a, uh, a great matchup for this first one. A absolute classic mixed up with a... 
a B-side of a B-side of a B-side. Mm. So we've got small parts isolated and destroyed off of small parts isolated and destroyed 1998 versus whoa, 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 whoa. not 98 end of the uh, 88 thank you i got my decades wrong yeah. i have it written right <laughs> <laughs> i did that once still remember i've done it many times versus end of the world off mr wrong fights the system 1994 or off the wrong reissue uh, which is where more people have heard it mm-hmm. um so, tacked on to the end after the things that were tacked on to the end. Exactly. So that's that's what and I mean by it's a B-side thing. of a B-side of a B-side. And, you know, I, I think we all kind of debated whether some of the Mr. Wrong shit should even be in here, but it is on that reissue. And I don't know, I feel like Rob's solo stuff in particular is is pretty right there in the wheelhouse of, of No Means No. It's also a cover. So whatever, sue us. Mm. Um, <laughs> all right. But before we before we talk about that one, we are going to talk about one of the absolute all-time iconic songs, one of the songs that makes No Means No, No Means No, small parts, isolated, and destroyed. So let's break off a little small part of that right now. And destroy it. start this week i i have the good fortune or ill fortune to go first we'll see so fucking how do you talk about this song so first of all <laughs> musically this is just a fucking journey this is a fucking journey it goes i don't even i mean maybe michelle will be able to break it down for us a little bit uh, more but I, there's some of this stuff that has no uh, i mean these guys are just playing in sync but there's no like time signature behind them they just know how to fucking play in sync through this shit that i can tell and they do it perfectly and there's like a ABC, ABC, A kind of path. I don't know what the fuck, but it's, it's fucking amazing. And it's a journey that takes you fucking everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how it starts with that just kind of dragging. Yeah. Like musicality. 
<laughs> right? Like it's just everything not quite there. And the with the lyrics too. I mean with this with the vocal performance rather. It's just like it's like the entire band is dragging a hundred pound weight while they're trying to do yes. this. Just can't quite fucking get it out. God damn it. Um and uh I that that section in particular, as it gets repeated, that musical refrain gets more intense each time, but also gets more draggy each time. And the drag gets more intense yes, each time. Until yes. at the end, the drag is so intense that the last one that there's moments of just absolute silence where the vocals just drop into silence. Mm-hmm. And it's just this, I, I think that they, I would hazard to guess that they might have played a lot with getting that perfect with just how much pause to give <laughs> to make it sound that. fucking perfect. And I, I just love it. And I love the way it evolves. And there's a lot of that evolution in the song. There's a lot of how there's these refrains that keep coming back, but they keep growing in intensity and in, in how they're delivered, especially the eponymous line, small parts isolated and destroyed. Andy, you know, starts off very intense and yet somehow starts off at 11 and manages to get it to 20. Yeah, by the end. Each yes, time he says totally. it, right? Yep. Each time he says it, it's more intense yes. and more heartfelt. So this, I'm going to go all over my notes. I'm pretty much just going to fucking piss on him right now. But um, I think I've been, the more I do this podcast, I, a lot of people talk about the virtuosity of the musicianship of, on all fronts. Yes. Right? Every, all of them. Um, the composition's amazing. Yes. I, I, I've been more and more blown away by the vocal performance. And yeah. I think to me, yeah. the vocal performances of this band actually set them apart more than the musicianship. Mm. Not that their musicianship doesn't set them apart, but there are other bands that I can hear and listen to that are virtuosic and actually sort of have really good fucking grooves. But often the singing in that, the vocal performance doesn't match that quirkiness, doesn't match the the uniqueness. There's something that's more in line with how everybody or other people fucking sing, but no means knows refuse to do that. They're so fucking unique, each and every one of them. And this is absolutely one of the standouts. This is one of Andy's fucking standouts. It is so good. Andy so Sandy's the river. <laughs> Andy Sandy's. Yes. Last, last week we had the river where there was this deep earnestness that I just could not, I cannot get past with Rob. And I, I often talk about Andy's, you know, we've talked about like Andy's sort of, beautiful snottiness and it's here but that's not it but to me that's not that's not that's not denigrating right it's not like ah he's being snotty it's like there's something uh there's something very uh there's a pathos in it like there's something that really hits me like in yeah it's it's a cynicism but it's like a it's such an archetypical cynicism that it just hits me in a deep place, yeah. right? It's not something that lets me be distant from it. No. It actually pulls me into it more, right? Because it's he a, gets it. Gets it gets to that part of, yeah, exactly. It gets to that part of me that's so deeply cynical. Mm-hmm. This song's really interesting for so many reasons because it's, you know, it's very much about all of us being the small parts isolated and destroyed. And it's also about all, all of us being the ones that isolate and destroy, it's we're, it's not just about being the person that's feeling like an outsider because it's very much sort of a disaffected the anthem of the disaffected or the anthem of the outsider, but it's also as as you have the different musical sections, 
you know, we have the, the the first kind of section, that draggy section, which is really personal, very intimate and very, not small, but just very intimate. It gets to that feeling one has of just wanting to say, fuck you <laughs> to the forces that sort of oppress you and just having to deal with the world and the fake motherfuckers. But then you've got those middle sections where that person is now out in the world being the one to fuck over other people. Mm. And then you've got the third sections that are really anthemic that feel like they're coming from that force of disaffection itself, right? That are just like, no, it's too late, baby. It's just like, like fuck you. You're never going to be anything but a small piece of shit. Um, but there's, there really is that build of, of different perspectives of the same fucking shit that we're in. It's, it's, it's beautiful to me in that way because no meets no never lets you off the hook. They never let in. They never seem to go, Hey, you're the poor oppressed fucker. Doesn't the world suck? There's always that bit of, but you're also the one doing that to everybody else. You're also the piece of shit that fucks over other people too. Don't forget that. They hug you and they kick you. They hug you and they kick you. Exactly. And this is a big ass fucking hug and kick. And there's just some of the most classic shit in this. I mean, who, who, no, no means no fan in the world has not at some point yelled out, what about me? Oh my God. Can I get in for free? Can I get in for free? <laughs> and so, of course, there's something very meta in this song, right? It's just very, it feels very much a song about like what it's like to be in a band and, and deal with people and what relationship do you really have with these people? And you probably love them and fucking hate them at the same time. If anybody's seen uh, son of Bo, some of Bo Burnham's stuff, there's moments in his comedy that really remind me of no means no, in the way that he has that love hate relationship with the audience hmm. and just that feeling, you know, you know, what's that you say? We got a guarantee then fuck right off. You mean nothing to me. to me. Right. That sense of like, well, you know, but that, and that's that part for me. That's like the person who, who feels small and isolated and backed into the corner is now becoming the person that's like, but you know what? Fuck you. I, if, if that's how it's going to be for me, that's how it's going to be for you too. Uh, and they just got the perfect Chad to fucking say that line. I don't know. I don't know who it is. I don't know if that was Tom or, or who, but it's fucking great. And I just, Chad. I've always tried to decipher exactly what's being said in the chatter in the background. I can only ever really hear. Fuck uh, you the too. Going, yeah. When I've always heard like, no means no, but maybe it is fuck you too. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but I, I, it's, that's a fucking, that's a fucking great, but musically each of these sections is so fucking good to go from that dragging uh-huh. fucking part Dirt. to, it's just like, what the fuck is happening hey, baby. every time, even though I know exactly what's coming every time it takes me by surprise. And, and those moments that's rare, not that rare, but when no meets no does the guitar and bass in complete synchrony, it's fucking gorgeous it's always mm. perfect and then of course it breaks off again but you know this song has got punk it's got fucking almost emo it's got funk it's got anthem rock mm-hmm. where you want to stick your fucking lighter in the air it just goes <laughs> every goddamn fucking place and each of them is turns on a dime right and you've got andy's little like the sweet little riff that just then goes into that like fucking fuzz and that weird drum section that's that that um weird uh well it's not weird it's like it sounds to me like an 80s dance club beat drop where they've got all the like the drums start to come in and echo the no not that part i love that part the the part that almost has like it almost sounds like a brazilian carnival part the 
I can't do it. Oh, you know please the part try to do like, it. It's a, da, 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 da. I can't fucking do it. You know it. It's it's between. It's a. It's like a little bridge oh section, God. and it, and it's it. They've got to have put a lot of uh, processing on the drums for that part. People out there know what I'm talking about. You, you I, I still don't know what you're talking about. Uh, listen to it again, I'll and you'll know what it. I'm talking about. It sounds like someone should be having like a fucking whistle and be blowing a fucking whistle with a with a glow stick behind it. Um, wow, but, you've been to some raves. I've actually only been to one rave, but I have been to Burning Man, and Burning Man turned into just a giant rave after a while. So, uh-uh. yeah, nope. no, Burning nope. Man was awesome, but we don't have to go there. It was, it used to be anyway, back in the nineties, mm-hmm. back in the nineties. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this song, fucking hate. It's just, it really is a song that defines what this band is because it's got such unique brilliant fucking vocalizations it's got Mm -hmm. musical virtuosity that's not afraid to be absolutely unique and go any fucking place it wants in order to serve the song in order to serve the song and again i just don't know a band that does it better that all the fucking elements are there because it serves the song so well not because i mean maybe because they think it sounds good but it all just fucking serves the moment i I think well i'm not I don't mean that that's the only reason they do it. I'm just, I'm not trying to denigrate the fact that just because something sounds good, you shouldn't put it in a song. No, I think But the it attitude, all serves it. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's an attitude yep. and a virtuosity that's perfectly placed. Mm-hmm. Fucking Rob's bass tone in this. Oh it's so God. great how each of the albums has such a different <sighs> tone of the bass. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, this song for small, for, for, for this album, this song is the one that highlights that the most for me. Um, I mean, there's a number of songs that do it, but it just, I could just really pick it out. I just love the way it sounds. And uh, again, Andy's vocals, the processing on them, it's just, it's ah, fucking chef's fucking kiss. Oh. Exceptional performance. 50,000 googly eyes. This is, I mean, this is not my top song, but this has got to be one of their top songs for me in the Pantheon. I don't, I'm not going to place it number wise, but it's just so indicative. I, again, even if it's one of those songs that while it may not be my favorite, I fucking love it. And I cannot deny that it is one of their best songs. Just objectively looking at what No Means No is and what they can do. This has all of it. It has all of it. And they do not compromise with fucking anything in this song. Mm. So I, I'm sure I got shit I forgot, but I think that's about all I got right now. Michelle, what do you got for us on this Well, one? I'm really hoping after that I can get through the notes I wrote because like with these old ones that I love and know so well, I don't even have to start the song and I just start writing shit. And I, I, yeah. I pause it and I write something and I pause it. It's just, I, I hope I can yep. read what I, what I write here. Okay, this song always gives me the twitches. Gloria starts and stops with enough time in between to envision and participate in some sneery faces that Andy is no doubtedly making. I'm sure this one is heavily relied on John. I bet you everybody's eyes are on him for when to come down with those slam downs, right? Yep. Because you can put some retards in there and make it a little longer than the last one. I think that's at the artist's discretion for this kind of song. But yeah, John's, John's probably the one directing this. How can you not pay attention to this heaving onslaught? The rather straightforward section is hilariously imprinted in any serious No Means No fan's mind. With the bullshit of touring and the usual punters trying to get in for free, <laughs> I think I read somewhere that this is Craig Bougie. Oh, saying this, and my favorite part of it is when he gets to the last, he goes free. He does a little yeah. like, yes, free, free. <laughs> so good. Octave break. Yo, please. 
Oh, and he then belts in all the sarcastic invites, inviting the guy in for free and to eat and to smoke. The feedback at the end of the curly guitar ditty is a fantastic way to bring back the heaving beginning that's now turned up several notches. A lot of stuff you said already, Jordan. I've, I've got that it gets gets turned up. Oh, the, the words Andy emphasizes are glorious. So, abused! And then he's yes. going, oh. puke! And that I'd, I'm, I'm not the comer that you thought I'd be. be. <laughs> the middle section. My, my, <laughs> what, say, my, wait, my favorite part yeah. of that that he does is the, it's said before, but it sounds like a fucking yeah. Muppet when he says that. Yeah. It's so great. <laughs> I'll repeat it. All right. The middle section is an angry funk fest with a siren whistle that John got his hands on. You heard the, you heard the siren whistle in there, and mm-hmm. continues with Andy being sarcastic as all hell. The colossal section when Rob takes over with his blues infused seriousness just kills and brings back the most possessed and pissed off Andy with its "It's been shoved on your throat." And now I can't read anything I wrote. I can't read anything I <laughs> wrote. Oh, it's been shoved down your throat and you eat it. An upheaval with an attitude. I think that's what my notes say. Anyways, I should type Excellent. them out like Jordan types is out. I should do that. I can't. I got a, like a big pen and a piece of paper, like some grandma. <laughs> old school. Wow. Scan it's a little that too shit old because I, got, I do. I got to scan it. I can't. I got all these scratches and stuff. I got to. Ah. Anyways, oh, yeah. I think I mean, you can tell uh, that I might like look this. Look at this fucking nonsense right here. It's like, oh, <laughs> look, awesome. at look at that. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't wait for you oh, to dive into this one. Funny. All right. I write it all down, too. I think if I if I tried to edit it, I'd get all perfectionist about it and be like, you know, organized. And I, I just don't think I'd have time somehow. What is that? That looks like a, an outline. I'm writing all the words down, and you're like, you got an outline. That's fantastic. What is that? Oh, no, it's got an ad lib. Like, no, it's just sort of yeah, point, I, I point four. <laughs> yeah. I can't. I don't, I don't think I'd be able to, to, to write it all out. Um, I tell it. a story first. Um, They've been my favorite band for a very long time. And I'm just remembered that, uh, okay. Have you guys ever heard of much music? It's a Canadian, uh, MT- uh, yeah, yep. Canadian mm-hmm. MTV. Um, mm-hmm. and the only no means no, uh, video I ever saw on there. It was just some live footage and it was on their, their punk show. And uh, so I knew they had it. Uh, and they had this thing called, it was, it was small parts and it was, oh, uh, yeah, and uh, they had this thing in Toronto called Speaker's Corner where you could put in a dollar and um, you could record your request. Uh, and so my buddy Chris and I, I happened, we happened to be in Toronto. He, I was out, uh, he was at uh, RMC Military College in uh, Kingston. And so we were in Toronto together. And uh, so we requested that. It never, not that I know. I mean, it, it might have come up and I just never saw it. But uh, we we went and I was wearing a No Me's No shirt and we requested the No Me's No song at Speaker's Corner nice. for and much music. Uh, uh, nice. <laughs> circa 1992 or three, I would think. Oh. So, um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I've never really sat down and tried to dissect this song. And I think there's a lot more to it that uh, I'm probably not going to get to. I mean, what are the small parts isolated and destroyed? I mean, there's probably a lot of theories. Um, But yeah, this song really um, is a journey. 
the song structure i think really tells a story the uh mm. you both referred to how it the, the halting lurching kind of feel and um yeah, it's got to be it's got to be controlled by the drummer, I think. How they, oh, they yeah. you can just imagine them looking at each other and like almost like leaning yeah. in before they <laughs> play yeah, each totally, note. Totally. almost like how long can we sustain this uncomfortable <laughs> pause before yeah. we actually sort of into the the hit. Um Oh man. But uh, yeah, there's a f- funk breakdown. Um, yet the drums still sound really hollow because this whole album sounds like it was recorded in a in a basement um, <laughs> in the bathroom. Um, no problem. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's. I just wish it was part of its charm mastered a little differently, Something. and it's mastered quite quietly as well. So I always have to seem yeah, to yeah, that's have my to only issue. Tur- turn it up loud, uh, louder huh. than yeah, yeah. is perhaps a little distorted because I have to turn it up loud enough to really get into it anyway um yeah the the vocal delivery uh there's so much variety maybe more variety than any other song i can think of with uh with andy oh my singing god yeah. um sometimes he's singing sometimes he's sneering sometimes he's uh you know so many different um andy's uh drawing out sounds <laughs> so many um, different andy's um not just vowels though i mean like he'll he'll draw out like an s or all these yeah and i think that encapsulates one of the things that i like most about no means no and i think a lot of songs on sex matter kind of like this for me where uh, there's a lot of restrained energy and i've talked about this on this podcast Mm. before how Mm -hmm. you know it's it's almost like frustration and i I think it is maybe you know just being a young man but being a young man in a place like victoria where um you you really have to sort of appear to keep your nose clean in a lot of ways and it's just easier to kind of go along but you're just like seething inside and just like that pregnant like resistance intention suppressed energy and then it just like comes out um so i don't know maybe the small parts are those you know little elements of frustration or tension and uh you have to exercise them or suppress them or um annoyances yeah the song is composed of small parts i think yeah Um, yeah yeah. it takes you uh lots of different places um i think in a lot of ways it is about playing and touring and and being a band and Mm -hmm. uh i i think that maybe you're right jordan in that um you know you are they're really nice guys. They are hard workers, um, but they were also young guys. I'm sure they took advantage <gasps> of Don't being you. young oh, no, dudes. No, no, they, no, 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 no. I'm just like, no, they, 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 they met people and they partied. I'm sure it wasn't always no. total like, uh, you know, going home. Of course. Exactly. Exactly. They so were hey, mama's hey, boys. Don't you No, I refuse to listen to this. <laughs> Well, just take off your headphones and let him uh, no. let him opine. <laughs> All right, whatever. Say it, whatever. You know, it's just okay. They were very generous, known to be very generous to opening bands and everything like that. I'm sure that uh, that I'm not the comrade that you hoped I'd be may have something to do with maybe how you know they. There's probably a lot of pressure of you know you are 
being given a chance as a young band by your the promoter, by the the venue owner and everything like that, and then feeling yeah. taken advantage of. Um, and then maybe they would sort of feel like they're taking advantage in, in return or, um, and then knowing them and knowing how they are, you know, maybe they wanted to let that guy in the guy in for free. And then the jokes on me because they're being taken Mm. advantage of. And because they are who they are, they let themselves being taken advantage of and knew that they were being taken advantage of. Um, and so I'm sure there's like a lot of cynicism that crept into it. And maybe that was the beginning of their incredible work ethic is that it's just mm. easier to treat it like a job and it's a job. Um, you know, they're not there. I mean, they're there to entertain people, of course, but they're there to make money as well. And, you know, maybe there's <laughs> some, um, funny feelings about that sort of thing. Like if you are doing what you love, it, you eventually hate it sometimes. Um, right. Yes. Yeah. And yep. just they're exhausted. They're playing sick. They're playing the, the third, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, 15th show in a row mm-hmm. with very little mm-hmm. break, sleep, right. sleeping, e- eating poorly, sleeping poorly, sleeping on, you know, shitty mattresses in a squat kind of thing. And it, it's passion that kept them doing it. Yes. Um, and, maybe there was a certain amount I can imagine if you are that talented and you're that driven to do what they're going to do that's smart and that's smart. Maybe at some point they resent the Careful. fact that they can't help it. Yeah. Can't help. Can't help that they're, that they're doing, what, doing what they're doing, doing yeah. what they're doing. Well, it's natural. It's nature. And you know, maybe, maybe I, I'm tired. Maybe I don't want to do this. And maybe that's sort of ultimately what Andy figured out who knows um right right yeah uh speaking of andy there's a couple of examples of this little huh it what? little sort of he says it in the middle uh all the screaming huh it's just a joke uh, oh, it's a joke yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it uh-huh. reminds me of a, a sound that james brown makes and i uh, having been told <laughs> that they were super oh into God. james brown in their earlier stuff so maybe yeah they picked up like, a couple of little mannerisms yeah, maybe he picked up a couple of <laughs> mannerisms great. for vocal delivery. And I'm sure no Andy, it moves. seems like he was very, very sensitive to not just singing and not just snottiness, but it's like this dialogue with, um, mm-hmm. you know, whoever the audience might be, not the audience of that he's performing to, but the audience of the, to, to the listener, you know, um, yeah. or to the other entity in the song that he's addressing. Um yeah, it's a really, really yeah. interesting song. Well, anyway, people who want success use the little guy. The little guy has to take it until he becomes the successful one and uh, can kind of control things on his own. Hmm. So, yeah, maybe they felt uh, taken advantage of by promoters, also taken advantage by fans. Um, <gasps> Never. Well, well, sure. Can I get in for free? Me. Sure. No. Yeah. Pay up. Um, five bucks. Anyway, Some of the concerts were five bucks. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but you're mm-hmm. a good person. There's plenty of fucking assholes who are going to try to get everything for free. If you're a fucking yeah. asshole, turn us off. Well, we're not talking to our audience. Okay. Um, I love how towards the end, you know, there's a really sort of groovy part. The drums are really the same, and uh, then the guitars come in, 
and the guitars are dissonant and it makes things seem really off kilter. They do a lot of that sort of stuff where there's some really straight, straight ahead stuff. Um, as well as the, I guess it's this tension and release, um, kind of thing, but, um, and you're right. It gets the, 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 the hesitation, it gets even more tension filled towards the end, like Mm -hmm. beaten up and side and side. The, the instrument hits follow the vocals exactly, except mm-hmm. high point in just for point. That, there's no, exactly. there's Nothing. no instrumental accompaniment for point. That t- that part has always hit, landed with me. There's just yeah. something about that moment. It hits high, that's like, right? It just hits, arrests it hits it on the high. The, the instrument yes, on the high, high point, right? Yeah. yeah. It and almost th- sounds like two it almost sounds like he tracked point as a different vocal it sounds. It didn't, but mm. it almost sounds mm. like a cut because it's so arresting. High point. It's, it's re- very crazy. arresting and then the second one he almost sounds really defeated. Um Yes, high point. Yeah. <laughs> You're just getting tired. Oh, God. Yeah. That's some acting right there, man. Holy shit. And there's a a couple of points where this is for all you girls and boys. Mm -hmm. And then the reverb is gone. Small parts, isolated and destroyed. Destroyed. It's pretty great. (laughs) So a little tricks with production um, is, uh, is really uh, one of the things that characterizes this song. And of course the, the contrast and the, uh, the fast and slow and the um, dissonant and the, you know, to be so coordinated about your uncoordination is, mm. you know, you know, not Fucking many phenomenal. bands can do that. Nice. Sort of thing. Oh, that was nice. Um, I like that. Um, so yeah, uh, real. It's too late. I think. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's too late, this man. Is one of the few. Sometimes I, you know, just want to sit around and watch YouTube videos like everybody does, and uh, occasionally I will watch uh, reaction videos. Especially if it's somebody yeah. who's really oh, I think I've seen this one incongruous, like somebody about. you don't think would be listening to this sort of stuff. And sometimes yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. Like I, I watched one called Tool Fans Being Born, and that was because <laughs> people were just totally rocking. And you know, a lot of them are are, um, are black folks uh, and people who are very much listening to different sort of music, or right, and they right. say what they listen to. It was this one dude. Um, he takes requests for reacting to songs and this was the no means no song to which he reacted. And I had to, I don't comment on YouTube videos for him. I'm like, yeah, that was really well done. You could (laughs) not have picked a more challenging one to start with. I don't think. No shit. No shit. Yeah. Like if you don't know anything about no means no, and you like this song right away, like you you get something about them. I think. Yeah. You're going to like all the songs. Yeah. Jeez. And he was reacting to a live version also, right? It wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. he wasn't reacting to the studio. Oh, I haven't seen this. Great. I have to watch it. It's great. I only it's watch great. one guy, Jamal J A M A L, when he hears Rage Against the Machine for the first time. It's fucking magic. It was a magic. Anyway, sorry, yeah. I don't mind those. Anyway, yeah, it's about all I got to say about that song. There's a lot going on in that song. Yeah, there is, man. That was fucking awesome. Yep. And and one thing that you said that I want to ap- absolutely like say, not say more about, but back up in a lot of their songs. But I think this one in particular, the subtle production choices they make are their own instrumentation, right? Mm. Like 
there's the the way that they the way that they make their choices and the subtle choices they make are as important as all the other elements. And in this song, they're it's really highlighted. That's why I was saying, like, I think this is one of their oh, sometimes turning on turning effects on and off, not not just the playing. You know, it makes a huge difference. Exactly yeah. to your point, like it's where that's like, where there's that where's that echo for the this is for all you yeah, girls yeah, yeah, and boys, yeah. and the like way it cuts out thing. and mm-hmm. just gets really raw. That's fucking perfect. Yeah. Or that high point, like that's and the way he says it differently twice. Like those are really small choices but hugely mm-hmm. fucking impactful it's it's amazing yeah and it's interesting to be Thanks. able to compare that live versions and this live and cuddly version because yeah um what they consider important is stuff that they're going to like replicate in the live version which may or may not right you know appear in the live version but most of it right. kind of does right. or at least get hinted at you know yeah yep. yeah yep. yeah um all right well Let's move on to this next one, which is of an entirely different ca- character, particularly since it's one fucking guy. <laughs> this is one fucking guy. I mean, but but what a fucking guy! Exactly. He is. What a fucking. <laughs> nice you know save, what I'm saying? What a, yeah. what, what a what a fucking guy. This guy's worth like uh, he's worth guy. like ten of you fucks. What? Ten of you get like, maybe they have a thousand of you fucks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So mm. this is end of the world. Off Mr. Wrong fights the system. 1994. Let's party like it's the end of the world. was a cover of a Skeeter Davis song, uh, 1962. I think it was also done by the Carpenters. Whoa. I think I listened to the Carpenters version, but I did not listen to the Skeeter Davis. So I'm, I'm hopefully one of you did, or if you didn't, whatever, I we can did. listen to it at some point and hear it. Um, little bit of trivia. Sometimes I like to bring, bring in Parker facts. Parker considers this one of Rob's best vocal performances. Whoa. He adores his song. He has that? it on vinyl. He has this on vinyl and he ripped this for me off of there's the YouTube version, but he ripped uh, the vinyl version for me and let me sit in his room and listen to it. Oh, um, actually, he hasn't done that yet. That's what I'm meaning to do. Um, but uh, so it's a cover, right? There's only a handful of covers in the No Means No universe. And this is, I think, tangentially in the No Means No universe. It's Mr. Wrong. 
Um, there's the other Mr. Wrong song, which is also a cover, Sitting on Top of the World, which last week, Matthew, when I bleeped out the song at the end, and then you said, like, haven't we already done this? I think you were thinking of Sitting Probably. on Top of the World, which is Probably, very yeah. much of a piece of this, right? Oh, Though yeah. They, they, weren't on, they weren't on the same same seven inch, mm-hmm. but they're very much of a piece. Uh, sitting on Top, of course, ends up on One Down, Two to Go, which this one does not. They, they sound very different in a way. Um, of course, Rob. the perfect the perfect song for Rob to cover. And in a certain way, I could imagine this version being released back in 1962 and still fucking killing it. Right? Oh, like, yeah. The way that Rob does it and the way that he sings it, it's not like he's playing it like no. a punk, right? Like he's playing it really fucking fat, but it's not out of it's it's out of time. Like it's not something that is a modernization of it in a certain sense. It's just Rob distilling it so fucking Passion yeah. is timeless, that's why. No, man, and the, the has, distortion's a little bit more contemporary, but in, I don't mean the arrangement is. and everything. It's definitely sort of The arrangement uh, and his delivery. Mm-hmm. Mostly yeah. I'm talking about his vocals, yeah. right? Yeah. So take the bass out of it, his vocal delivery yeah. of it. He actually, to me, really channels that era. He channels that sort of 50s and 60s crooner, the sort of earnestness to this kind of really... A sentimental uh, uh, pathos that's really dark. There was a lot of dark sentimental pathos back then. Some mm. of those songs are exceedingly fucking dark about like, you know what? I'm just gonna go fucking hang from a tree because <laughs> yeah, this shit sucks. Because totally they broke up with they broke up with my ass. So yeah. I'm fucking done. That's oh my it. God. And there was just a lot of those songs. So oh, a perfect. Totally right. <laughs> perfect feeding ground for rob to dive into the catalog and go mm-hmm. yeah this is fucking no means yep. no but back in the day right yeah. like this they were singing that shit let me let me take a, a, a stab at it he's got these two great ah, at the very beginning and at the very end and they sound different the first one almost sounds like someone taking a little sip of whiskey and being like ah, all right let's start and the final one is just kind of this satisfied like ah i'm just about to jump in the fucking noose let's do it right like it's just <laughs> oh this they're just beautiful and very very quiet like you have to really be listening for them especially the first one but they're there mm-hmm. of course the f- fat bass oh sound my God. Song, the f- <laughs> fat bass sound this guy is just the it's like oh my god God, Rob, I still, I re- aside from going back in time and getting to see one of the Andy era songs, I would have loved to have seen one of the Mr. Oh, I know it. Where it was just him doing his shit. Don't rub it in, Matthew. Oh, I can't fucking imagine. I mean, Matthew, you must, maybe you'll tell us. Yeah, I know you yeah, don't yeah. necessarily you remember better. live shows that well, but if you'd seen this live, but, um, and, and that mixed with his buttery vocals, which something I think is really interesting in the way he sings this. First of all, there's more vibrato than he puts in most of his vocals. Mm. I think like as a throwback to the 60, like he's really showing his chops. But he's also, I think, very intentionally a little off sometimes. Well, like wow. he's not hitting it straight on all the what time. What do you mean, pitch wise? Especially, yeah, pitch. Especially when he goes up the key change at the end. Oh, yeah, that is, was a little. Oops, lost my headphone. It is just off little... enough yeah. intentionally so that mm-hmm. it sounds like. Oh yeah, this fucking is hard as hell. Urgent yep. and just dissonant. She done me it's wrong. Hard, it's hard to get that dissonance with just the bass. The bass is giving you this fat. Like they do dissonance really well when you've got like the bass and then the guitar gives a little bit. How do you do that if it's just you and the bass? You can do that by making your vocals just not even a half step, but like a thirty-second step off, like a microtone off, just for a little bit. But I really hear that sometimes in this song, and I think it's really masterful because. 
you hear the rest of the song. He clearly can do all of this shit virtuosically on pitch all the fucking time. Mm. But there's a couple of times where it feels intentional that it's just not quite there. Uh, but but in the best way yeah, possible. Yeah, it makes it, it real. Wrong. It's not polished. Yeah. It's real. Or it sounds wrong, capital W wrong. Right. right? Like it, sound, it sounds it sounds Mr. Wrong is what it sounds right. like. Right. Um, and of course, the, the I mean, I don't have to talk too much about the lyrics or the theme. This is a right in the wheelhouse. This is someone who's like, my entire fucking world is over because someone doesn't love me anymore. I've lost connection. My only meaning, I'm only defined by this other being. And now that this being doesn't love me anymore, I'm fucking nothing, right? Which is a horrible, horrible, horrible way to feel. Many of, I mean, I know I've felt this way before sure. for certain periods of time and when I felt that way, what did I turn to? I turned to that song. I need you. That was my fucking lion on the bed. Turned and to weed. That was, no, that was my, well, I always turned to weed, but no, that was my lion on the bed. And like just listening to a song over and over on repeat to get me through it. Mm-hmm. This strikes me as the kind of song I'm sure Rob didn't, but that Rob would turn to to listen to over mm-hmm. and over to get over it. Right. Like, um, I mean, fucking who knows, but it's really got that sense of like overburdened pathos and just, you almost just want to shake the person seeing it and go like, oh, come on. But we've no. all been there to one de- we've all right. been there to one degree exactly. or another. And so yep. you can really feel mm-hmm. it. You know that, yeah, man, it really does feel like the fucking end of the world mm-hmm. when something happens, which those moments, those moments of deep, deep, deep despair are simple proofs of our ability to deeply love, right? Like without those moments love means nothing there's no you everything's defined by its opposite so that's one of the things reasons i think songs like this are really important because diving into the depths of that despair show that there is its opposite in existence and if you don't show the dark at its deepest reaches you cannot see the light whoa and that's that's what no means no fucking does all over the place people mm. talk about them and say it's a really neck well, i don't know other people are but i could imagine people saying they're a very negative what band the, and shit like that oh, it's no. like well but they're negative in the sense that what they play shows what the other pole is like you can't you have right. to dive deeply into the darkness Man. to prove that there's a light negative to prove that there's something on the ass. other side no, we're a positive band. You, you are. Um, they are. And so, uh, and of course it ends with that nice little, ah, which is just <laughs> a perfect little button on the whole fucking thing. So I think this is a great song. I'm really glad it came out on the reissue. Super glad Parker has this. And I just wish I could have seen it live. Cause it would have fucking slayed. Yeah. Michelle. Man, Rob knows how to pick him, doesn't he? Melding the Ramones slash Hansons with a beautiful melody of sadness and heartache. I wish I could sit around a fire pit and hear him play this on an acoustic <laughs> bass. Yes. On an acoustic bass. Wouldn't you just die? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, my God. I never saw any Mr. Wrong shows, so maybe Matthew can tell us if he's ever seen it played. I looked the song up, and it was released in 1962, same as the World Fair, same year that the uh, Space Needle was invented. I love the Space Needle. Anyways, released in 1962 by Skeeter Davis and written by Arthur Kent and Sylvia D. Plenty of people recorded versions of this, and it's been used many times in television and movies. Sadly, Rob's version wasn't mentioned in any of the info online, which is a sad disgrace. Yeah. All the consonants. All the consonants. <laughs> ah. All right, Matthew, what do you got for us? And sometimes why? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't have a whole lot about, I mean, and there's not much more to say uh, beyond what you guys uh, said, I, except I, I found a little uh, thing that it was 
written by other people for the uh, Skeeter Davis was who uh, recorded the first version oh, and it was actually okay. played at her own funeral. Oh, and, uh, oh. Which, is, which is kind of a sweet thing. Uh, it's a very sure, sweet wow. and a very sad song. Um, I, I like that you sort of invoked uh, the Ramones there a little bit, because I, I think that there's a lot oh, of yeah. uh, the sort of the, the crooner types. Yeah, yeah. But the, even just the, the, the crooning kind of, um, I, I, I don't know. Um, he has a, a weird voice, like Joey Ramone, but um, yeah, the the fifties kind of stuff that yeah. I'm, I'm sure yeah. that uh, they were influenced by and uh, mm-hmm. Rob influenced by as well, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is definitely a No Means Knows wheelhouse. It may be about a breakup. It may be actually about the end of the world. And like, I actually hear a lot of joy in rob's uh, vocal delivery and maybe oh, it is interesting you know uh it is some degree of relief from whatever it is he's being mm. separated from yeah um, he's not holding is. back you're right that's great you know it's oh. it's it's painful but at least it's a, a release from something whether it's from a yeah. relationship whether it's from something else that's difficult maybe it's just from existence who knows um, <laughs> um but yeah i don't have a whole lot to say about it except that there is a lot of passion and um in, mm-hmm. in it um the the bass playing is um yeah i'd say the style is sort of of when the the song came out but it is you know, fuzzy and uh, it wouldn't have been recorded that way back then. It would have been too, too distorted. I think. Oh no. Oh, for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a peculiar little, uh, little song. Um, again, like some of the other ones, uh, Mr. Wrong type ones that we have uh, gone over, I can sort of imagine him sitting on a porch in uh, a rainstorm and uh, sort of singing to himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, and oh, yeah. Um, it is uh, a song of of some kind of catharsis, whatever form mm-hmm. it takes. Uh, and that's about all I got to say about that song. Nice. nice. You know, I don't think we'll ever get a No Means No concert again. As sad as that makes me, there's a small piece of me that feels that there might be some part of Rob someday that might surprise <gasps> people with a fucking Jesus little Mr. Wrong Christ. half an hour set somewhere like that strikes me as know. something that may be a little more possible. Maybe not. Like, I'm not talking like a big concert, but just like uh, at a fucking coffee shop somewhere. Like, it's that's strike- and if that, painful if that ever happens and I hear about it. it, I will, I will fly my shit out there. No, but, so I wait, you never you. answered us, Matthew. I did, did see Mr. Wrong but I don't remember it very well. Um, But what I do remember is missing a bunch of them because they would be so small. They would be literally in a coffee shop, that that sort of shop. And I would find out about them after they had already occurred because I just wasn't, didn't happen to be walking down the right street to see the right poster on the right lamppost. Do do you remember like, so we know what songs are Mr. Wrong songs. There's not enough of those to fill up a set. Did he play other no means no songs? Were there maybe other covers? Do you remember any of that? Like what else would be in a Mr. Wrong set? No, I wish I did. Yeah. I don't think I saw, I I think I maybe only saw one um, Mr. Wrong. So 
this is a good chance for us to ask our listeners, anybody out there who wants to send in a recording to us, but I'm not Mm going to go into the big recording thing right now about what it was like to see a Mr. Wrong show. If they have like a vivid memory of it, I really want to hear a fucking uh, uh, testimonial (laughs) about like what he did, like what was, what it was like. Anyway, before we go into that, that's coming up. Oh, won't you play uh, another somebody done somebody (laughs) wrong song? Come on. Oh, that would be, that would make me feel at home. Let's come on. Oh, wow. Let's my vote. baby. I'm, I'm not. I can't Fine. do it. I can't do it. Yeah, I can't Jesus. do it. No, I don't know it well enough. Let's vote on this. I probably not going to be a hard one yeah, well, on this. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll go first. Clearly, small parts. As I said, small parts is while not necessarily at the top of my list. Uh, I don't. I, it's a, frankly, I can't even place it because it's just so fucking iconic. It absolutely would not surprise me if this went very, very, very far down the field. I, I don't know. We'll just have to see what it comes up against, but it'd be hard to unseat this for a lot of songs. Like it's just, if I'm being objective about it not just listening to my own guts about what I like more, but if I'm thinking about what is better <clears throat> as an objective song, it's small parts. It's fucking great. So that's my vote. Uh, Michelle. Small. S.M. All. <laughs> what movie was Sports. that from? I don't know. Was it like Caddyshack or something? <laughs> Chuckle, no. Yes, I'm voting mm. for small parts. Oh my god! And he's got his he's got his own instrument there. He's doing guitar and a couple of them vocals. Couple which of is them. Yeah, yeah. Hot damn! Jesus. Yeah. Matthew. Yeah. Again, yeah. The Mr. Wrong songs are are great. I'm glad they exist, uh, but they are sort of a, a curio. They're not something that I would go to. Um, small parts is such a distillation of uh, everything that No Means No represents to me that I you know, there's yep. no 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 choice really. There nice. gotta go with small parts for sure. Wow, a three for they named they named a goddamn album after it for God's sakes yeah. for fuck's sakes. They named a goddamn album. All right. Well, Smart Parts goes through with unanimity, uh, as it should. Um, I don't, I mean, I, you know, frankly, it got an easy pairing, but I don't even, it could have had a much harder pairing and probably still gone through. So hmm. it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting and painful and fucking suck to see what it goes up again <laughs> against in round two. That round is going to suck ass. Yeah, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. I didn't have. tell so, you yeah, yet, done. but I'm putting my two weeks in. Oh, shit. All right. Well, everyone put your, uh, your, your uh, applications in. I would say your application's in, but fuck that. I'm not letting you leave. There's no way this podcast exists without you, so fuck you. All right, so now's the point where we talk to you about sending in your submissions. We're going to play a submission here. We got a listener recording. We got a nice flurry of, of, of well, many flurry of recordings, which was great. And slow down a bit. Uh, slow down. Mm. Just a little bit. Mm. So, you know, get off your asses, folks. But, but then get again, we did. and dance. We did take a little bit of a break there. So uh, maybe we did. Well, that doesn't mean we, we've, uh, we've had a bunch of uh, new people join the podcast group. We uh, certainly have. Lately, so. We yeah. certainly have. If you're a new listener and you're starting, and let's face it, this is a podcast you can pretty much start anywhere. Yeah, you, don't you start probably could. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're new, fucking thank you, first yep. of all, for finding us and listening to this bullshit. So I don't mm-hmm. know, I don't know why you do, but that's great. Yeah, uh, but let let us know how you uh, found Matthew, us. Why don't you? Yeah, and and Matthew, why don't you give him the spiel about? Uh, while I look up the phone number because I never remember what it is. Yeah, we do invite your submissions, uh, your content, your whatever. Um, We do have a phone number. It is difficult to uh, use it, unfortunately. Um, And we do have uh, an example of that this evening. Um, 
where it cuts you off so you have to kind of plan it out if you're going to use it do set a timer and uh, call back because it'll cut you right off cut you right the fuck off at three minutes and then you got to call back so it's hard to maintain the flow of your passion as you call and give us your no means no origin story uh your no what no means no means to you and perhaps a story uh personal story of uh attending a no means no show watching um a no means no video with your kid <laughs> or you know whatever it might might whatever it might be um we do have lots of uh different kinds of stories although the commonality is that uh, everybody who uh sends stuff in seems to be an awesome person with whom right. i would probably enjoy a beer uh, right exactly yeah 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 so exactly. please do send it in um it is probably more effective to uh, record yourself and send in files somehow uh, through Dropbox or something similar. I wouldn't know you how can to try do that. Email in it or, or whatever you want to do. Take a voice memo on your phone and send that. Uh, no means nothing podcast at gmail.com is the email. Um, I will let Jordan read out the phone number because I never have it with me. That phone number is 415-493-8630. Once again, that is 415-493-8630. Operators are standing by. Um, so give and, us a call, and yeah. like Matthew said, like you can you can send us files too. We like that. We like it when you send us a file you record it on your phone or a text. Type or it up. We'll type it. it up and we'll read it. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Some people don't like to hear the sound of their own voice. Believe me, I fucking get it. Yeah. I get it. But I'll say one thing, and again, I, I think we went on for way too long the last couple episodes. So we're about to cut it short, but um, you know what? As a as a as a small little ego bit, it takes a lot of work to do this podcast for us. It's fucking worth it. But one of the things that really makes us worth it is getting these little bits. Yep. Knowing yeah. you guys, hearing yeah. your stories, it and hearing your shit fucking love it that's for so, real serious because I, I like knowing there's others out there yeah <laughs> I'm not and, and i really think when the reissues hit and the book hits maybe the, the no means no is going to get a renaissance there might be a few more people who find this podcast your shit could be part of the no means no story when people find it and they listen to yeah. the shit you, you could be a part of this fucking story of one of the best bands of all fucking time yeah so sit yeah. down i want to hear from you we get so many interesting. I get really nerdy about looking at the metrics and seeing when we get yeah. new cu- new countries and everything like that. We had a d- download from Azerbaijan, of all places, uh, recently, and that's that's awesome. Fucking shout out to you, listener. Yeah, yeah. man. Fucking hell. Yeah. I couldn't tell you where that is at all, and that's why there's two mm-hmm. brains on Cause, here. Cause, there's because we're dumb Americans. Two yep. lips, two but, lungs, and one tongue. I mean, I, so first of all, we've got we've got two dumb Americans and a Canadian, but we've got a lot of international <laughs> listeners. And Indeed. this is a moment to shout out to all of you. I am incredibly grateful you found this. I'm incredibly grateful that this band has that reach more than you listening to us, which mm-hmm. fucking whatever. The fact that there are people in all those countries who like no means no enough to listen to a podcast about them. Right. Is and fucking incredible. go to each other's countries and cities years after having met on a fucking like internet forum to visit yeah. each other. It's, it's awesome. When yeah. you hear those stories, um, you know, yep. Matthew yep. did it just the yep. other fucking week. That's yeah. right. Well, we started this. That's the genesis of this goddamn podcast, right? All right. Mm-hmm. 
All right, we've harassed you enough. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. We want to hear from you. You, specifically you. You're thinking, no, it's that other asshole listening. No, it's you. It's, uh, it's you. you, Mark. It's you, Mark. Uh, Jill. Bob. Uh, Dumphy. Whatever the fuck your name is. Dumphy? What the hell are you talking I about? I don't know what the fuck it is. All right, so now we're going to listen to a listener submission. So, a couple words about this real quick. Uh, this is from Ian, who also calls himself, ra- or also goes by Random Ian, which like is it. one of his internet I names, like I think. That. This was on the uh, the voicemail, and as such, it gets cut off. It's in two parts, so I'm going to let you know when the first part ends, you'll, so that you won't just think I'm being an asshole and cutting him off, because I'm not. Right. And then it gives us a second partition, which is also cut off. Oh, so we Ian, don't know okay. what else he was going to say, but it's all right. He still is able to tell us a whole lot. Uh, call quality isn't great, but I'm going to uh, pump it up and post a little bit. The two of you assholes are probably going to have to turn up your volume a little bit to hear this. But let's hear Random Ian and his random awesome fucking thoughts. Two parts, truncated Good and destroyed. morning or afternoon or evening or whenever you're listening and everybody else is listening to this. My name is uh, Ian, also uh, known as Random Ian. It doesn't matter, uh, internet names um, and such. Um, I am calling in, um, I've been in the podcast world for, um, since 2005. I think I got my first iPod, started listening to podcasts, um, and that's why I listen to them. So I'm calling when I'm driving, which is what I do to most shows. When I call in anyway, I'm just oh, rambling. Shit. I want to talk about No Means No. Uh, first yeah. thing, I want to thank you all for the show that you do. I love it. I love the format. I love listening to you guys. It's oh, awesome. And yes, it is a full task that you are all working on, but... It will be done, and it will be awesome. Um, I first song I ever heard would have been about ninety, I would think, or so. Um, my friend Dylan. Um, I guess I should say I grew up in Surrey, British Columbia, as uh, oh. Matthew will know, is um, um, the butt of many British Columbian jokes um, <laughs> for many, many reasons. Most of them are true, um, but anyway. Um, my friend Dylan, we're playing some music in a friend's basement, um, and the song Dad came on. Yeah. Um, needless to say, uh, my pants were shitted, and yes, they I were. was also excited as to who this band was. I immediately borrowed Dylan's, I believe it was a cassette tape at the time, I don't think it was a CD, um, of um, Tex Mad, and went from there. Um, years have followed, and I am still to this day, getting uh, people into the band and listening to it because I think that their musical prowess is something that um, everybody needs and anybody that likes music um, should Word. appreciate No Means No at some level. Um, anyway, um, I'm still rambling on. Tiny anecdote, I guess. Um, I remember um, Joey Shithead had a garage sale um, in his basement in Burnaby uh, many, many years ago, um, Punk Rock Garage Sale or something it was called. Oh my God. Um, there was lots of uh, posters to be had and purchased, um, as well as tapes. And I believe somebody walked out of that place. I heard them talking that they had um, like an original DAT tape um, from the live and cuddly sessions, Whoa. whether or not it was original or just used for mixing down or a mix or something. Um, I always I often wonder what happened with that. Um, I also got a lithograph, I guess, or whatever they used or had used um, for making or the opposite version or the original version um, that they used for burning in and, and making posters for silk screening, I think, oh, um, wow. of a show with No Means No and SNFU um, at the 
New, or sorry, at the York Theater. Um, and one of my first no-means-no shows was in around 94, 95, Worldhood Tour um, at the New York Theater. And that's where it gets cut off oh, for no. the first part. That's all right. Let's uh, dig in where he realizes, oh, fuck, I just cut off. Let me try to figure out where I can pick up. The man's driving, though. Don't get a yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. accident, Here we man. Go. Hopefully, hopefully not uh, listening to the podcast and drinking while he's driving, right. which I know he's not. Right. Random Ian, here is part two. Well, it's Random Ian again, and I think I left off. Uh, that was this morning, and now it's the evening now when I'm done work, so I don't remember where everything left <laughs> off. I think I was talking about... Um, um, going to see them first show at the New York yes. Theater, or maybe at that point it was the Nailed new it. New York Theater, which is um, in Vancouver, actually. Um, <laughs> you might remember the iterations of um, the York Theater. I think it was on Commercial Drive. Yeah. Anyway, um, blew my mind first time I saw them. Um, Rob came out in a pair of sweatpants and a red <laughs> Porsche shirt. Um, and I immediately um, was questioning my decision to spend my hard-earned money as a uh, 95. Uh, I would have been 15, 17 years old oh my um, God. spending my money on the show. Um, but I the was blown cover. the fuck away. Um, and I was already a fan at that point. But this uh, seeing them live just made me more of a fan for life. Um, seen them many, many times since then. Every chance I could in Vancouver. Um, I saw them as well as when I moved here and now I'm living in the city that rhymes with fun, uh, Regina and, um, seen them here once, maybe Um, and, um, anyway, um, nothing else really, uh, fun or exciting, uh, for them with them that I can think of. Uh, but the one thing that you guys haven't touched on or I don't think anybody really has is the, how else do I put it other than work ethic of the band? Um, yes. They are the, I wouldn't say the hardest working, but they, when they're on stage, they, 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 yeah. their craft is so finely tuned that they expect nothing less of themselves mm-hmm. than to play everything perfectly and wonderfully. And they still have fun doing it. Don't get me wrong. But the preciseness that they can hit live mm-hmm. is what makes them such a great band live. And uh, that is amazing, and that yeah. is that's one of the things that I absolutely love about them is uh, watching them live and seeing them love what they're doing, even after doing it for forty years or whatever um, the math is, and um, doing it so well and precisely and beautifully. Um, and that's all I got. Just rambling at this point. So have a wonderful day. All you know means knowers out there and um thanks andy for your corrections because that is it gives me goosebumps every time he sends one in and to all the fans um let's keep this uh let's keep this podcast rocking and rolling until um uh until they're forced to figure something else out after they figure out the top song um maybe the bottom bracket with all the bottom songs we'll see which is the bottom best <laughs> oh no! And that was it. He cut off before generating a brilliant idea of what's the worst "No Means No" song of all time. Unfortunately, we've already found it. Right. It is "Beat on the Brat." So thank you, Random Ian, for that submission. That's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. As always, I fucking love it. I I don't know, man. That's my favorite part of the show. It's my favorite thing. When we get a new email from somebody, whatever mm-hmm. you want to say. Listen, he, let me just put it this way too. We I don't know. We say this that much. 
um, you don't have to send in a submission if you just want. And some people do this. If you just want to send us an email that doesn't not to be included on the show, we'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear. from Oh, you. yeah. Let yeah, us know. Yeah. Like, you send us your dumb ideas yeah, about just, well, how we should do just our send show. Us dumb ideas or just like, hey, <laughs> Beer just, Matthew blah, blah, should blah, blah, try. Blah, whatever. And, and mm. I'm not going to give anything away, but we're going to be asking, I think, and I haven't even really talked to these guys about this yet, but for a different kind of submission for round two. So there's going to be an opportunity for other kinds of submissions oh. when we mm-hmm. get into round two and round three, because those are going to be different, right? We're not, we got, we got to evolve a little bit and we're going to need you guys oh. to evolve along with us. So we'll get there. Hmm. But in any event, Ian, fucking thank you. Um, as always, as Matthew said, you sound like someone I'd love to have a fucking beer with. Right. Every no means no fucking mm-hmm. uh, fan is just by default an awesome human being. So thank you. Can I say something? I love. Please. Well, I, I didn't wait for a response, so I'm going to say it anyways. <laughs> this has been like the fourth or fifth time somebody has mentioned Rob being in like some scraggly, uh, like jogging. <laughs> what would it yeah. have? Jogging pants or like, sweatpants? Like, yeah, sweatpants. Sweatpants. And yeah. like, either you got to be really good to walk on stage with that, or really bad. Like, there's no in between. No. And it's no. just and we it's know amazing. Oh, we know what Rob yeah. was. And doing laundry yeah. on tour sucks, so I'm sure he was taking the least smelliest thing he had and putting it on. But like, I I, I always fucking loved these. Whenever you saw them, whenever you saw them, it was clear. Like, it doesn't matter what they fucking look like. Know, that's not what I they're know, here for. I the know. image means nothing. It's like once yeah. they start playing, and that's what Ian had said, right? He was like, as soon as they started playing, yeah. I was like, oh fuck it, this fuck is the, the pants best thing exactly. ever no. in the world. Yeah. Like, fuck that. <laughs> And and I almost feel like it's more authentic, right? Like they weren't there to put on a right, show, air quotes. Show, they yeah. were though to fucking play yeah. as well as they could, as honestly as they mm-hmm. could, and fuck what they were wearing. I blow minds for cares? a living. That's what yeah. that's what was going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, Rob is All really right, well, into being cozy. I remember um, yeah. when they're recording Ausfart at uh, at my friend's studio. Uh, I went in there and they weren't there, but uh, I'm like, "Oh, what's what's that over there?" And uh, Colin's like, "Oh yeah, that's Rob's blankie." No, oh yeah, he just sort of curl. He just like curl up on the when it, he wasn't actually performing or you know re- recording. Uh, he would just like oh, curl up on the couch. And- Fuck, yeah. if I was recording with the way oh, Rob records, I'd need a goddamn blankie, too. Fuck that. Oh, and let's yeah. not let John off the hook. That guy was in Bermuda shorts every fucking right. time I saw him play. So right. talk about comfort. Those guys were always comfortable all the they way down. They have to be with mm-hmm. what they're delivering. You know, and always a safety pin at the bottom of your T-shirt. Right. not always a cool and punk rock, but very, very handy. Yes. So let's move on to round two, where we've got two... From the old times. Oh, yeah. To oh, yeah. very, very good songs. And oh. frankly, I think it's been a while for me that we've had a matchup where I don't know where you two are going to come down. So I'm excited to see where this is going to go. I don't know who's voting for what here. And I don't, I don't, I could be wrong, but it feels like it's been a while where there's been one with, for me, a little, not tension, but like, surprise, where are we going? Hmm. So our contenders from the Wayback Machines oh, yeah. are somebody's. From You Kill Me, 1985, or Live and Cuddly, 1991, against, and that's sad, off of Small Parts, <laughs> small, that's the whiskey talking, Small Parts, Isolated, and Destroyed, 1988. Wait, am I and wrong too? Isn't, immediately before. Isn't, I was going to say, isn't it yeah. just before Small yeah. Parts? So that's, again, Nerd. one of those fucking... Oof. Anyway, hey, so, I'm gonna open uh, a non-alcoholic beer. Do it. Listen to that. Ooh, 
Nice. Uh, I want that body. No, no, no. So I will definitely not be doing that as I'm trying not to drink as much. I will probably go to, you know, uh, the bark of foreign trees before I uh, go and mess with a fucking non-alcoholic goddamn beer. This tastes good. (laughs) I should have made you head one here. It's it's kind of beery. I like it. So, so, so first we're going to dive into some bodies and let's, uh, let's go ahead and dive into that anatomy before we let Matthew opine on this masterpiece. What's your centerfold? Oh, I gotta say this particular matchup. Fuck this matchup. Mm. This sideways up the ass ass with a rusty wrought iron fucking gate. Fuck this. Fuck this matchup. Barbed all of it. Wow. This one caused me pain. It caused me anxiety and um. I may not be sure where I'm going to come down by the end, so I'm going to probably those try are the to best ones. Fucker, those are the best ones. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's is definitely one of the high points off of uh, Sex Mad mm. for high me. Points. Um, right at the very beginning, uh, where it starts. I don't know what the fuck they're doing, like unplugging their um, or changing, fiddling with knobs, whatever the fuck they're doing. But there's weird sounds like. As what it starts, are it's you almost like right about? at the very, very beginning. Weird shit. What do you what do you mean? What are we talking about, Stranger? Do not tell me you do not know the beginning of fucking somebody's and the sound of It sounds it didn't sound like yeah. a cat. No, oh, it sounds more maybe more like you a go, horse. You go actually. right after this and uh, listen no, to it don't again. You God d- damn don't it. you insult my no means knownness, man. I will come get you. I'm, I know your address. I am, I am, and I I am will throwing fight down you the glove, God damn it. Sorry, fla- this is you Matthew's fight? turn. This is Matt. Hey, here's the hand. This is Matthew's turn. I know what you're talking about. Don't you insult me. <laughs> Andrew? So yeah, it sounds like a horse to me. Yeah, just like that and snort like, that you just did. Starting to like I'm paw sorry. the ground as like about to get going. Um, and then there's that. I can't even try and reproduce the sound of that. I can't even. I can't do it. It's like this huge <laughs> sn- descending crazy. weird wow. snarl sound that. Uh, yeah. It's a bowel, you know, bowel it, movement. It sounds like a Dutch, a Dutch consonant. Um, <laughs> it, it, oh my god! 
Um, and then like weird static clash kinds of sounds. Um, and then the, uh, like the klaxon of the guitar starts in, um, what a, what a weird and fantastic song it is. Um, I mean, he's, I have never figured out whether he is, you know, a disembodied spirit of some sort wanting a body, whether he's feeling disconnected from his own body, whether he right. wants an additional body. Um, and maybe that's what, maybe all of those are true. Um, I have a feeling and, you know, call back to small parts. So it's like, Hey boy, I want to fuck you. Hey girl. I might want to fuck you too. Um, with some bodies I know I could go either way. And this is not any comment on Andy's sexual predilections in his, in his twenties or whatever. But I have a feeling, uh, he might not tell us that, but I think he would probably agree. He was probably, a very very horny boy <laughs> oh my god Don't, what is everything all about sex with you two there's it actually the it album actually is called sex mad it actually isn't the album is called sex mad we're not talking about when, sex when we Are refer to kidding? things like that i need that, some help here i need help girls i think it's actually your reaction to us even referring to it that might display i think the lady doth protest too much okay all right i'm a square okay all right all right so they're horny yeah they're in their 20s come on that's all right on tour this song is about being horny i don't think that that's the case necessarily but i think they thought about it i think they thought about you know, the the muscle oh, the, the bone thing. i mean the seething mass of energy that they would see in front of them that they were inducing every fucking that that is a that is a connection it is an intense passionate connection um it, you know not necessarily about sex but certainly akin to it uh, and the interest in it and everything like that. So I've seen them moving, I've seen them breathing and all the things that my body can do. And I, it, it is, I think, to do with the disconnection from his own body and his interest in other bodies, how it, he's talking about a body, my body, your body, all these different things. Um, it got me interested in, you know, body is a strange pronoun or an, a, a suffix in pronouns. It's, there's a lot of them in English. Everybody, suffix. nobody, anybody, somebody. Um, it's a strange thing, don't you think? Like mm-hmm. everybody, everybody, everybody's body, every, every nobody's body. body. It's, oh, it's, it's, nobody. it's it's all about the corporeal. Somebody. It's all about that yeah. corpus. Um, and I think it sort of uh, is revealed in this sort of, strange dichotomy that it's personal and impersonal and just like you know blood and flesh and mind and soul it's uh you know they are separate they are one uh it is impossible to distinguish you cut it up into bits but it is all one seething mass um but where he says somebody that will touch me touch my body he doesn't say somebody who will touch me it's that yes which is yes. quite impersonal, I, and it's I a, would. it's a. Hmm. Sorry. <laughs> so, Continue, please. Jesus Christ. Thank you. Um. Oh my 
Yeah, is it a is it another body or a body of his own? Um, so <laughs> in a body bag has uh, Andy at his snarliest, uh, lots yeah. of vocal range, um, and uh, I love the, the the. There's a lurching quality to mm-hmm. this uh, aspect of this song, and then there's like super dancey bits as well, uh, which is um, you know repetitive drums and the double kick drum, um, and then uh, lots of distorted guitar and everything like that. Oh like, my god, it's um, colossal. Hmm. So anybody will do, uh, everybody, anybody won't do. Um, right. So he's going to be selective, but I don't know. Uh, I can be a body Depends collector. On the... <laughs> oh, oh, murder. Mm. It might be murder. It might be finding certain kinds of friends at shows. Who knows? Um, back in the day. Uh uh, in the second verse, I love the um, alternating, the altering stress of, um, or I, I can't, I can't quite describe it. When um, you know how they change the stress pattern and make the beat and make the structure of, of particular verses sound more complicated than it actually is. They're actually playing the same thing over yes. and over again, but depending where they put the stress, it sounds right, like they're right. doing something else. And it's sort of, right, right, you know, right. cha- changing, changing the polarity on the song almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do that in this song. And that's uh, one of my favorite things mm-hmm. about it um, because it makes me try and like, I can't quite figure out what's going on. And maybe that's, <laughs> uh, it's a, it makes you feel a little bit off kilter. Um, and maybe that's how it feels to have a body. Because mm, when I'll you have say. a body, you get some nice things, and you get some things <laughs> get some that aren't so nice at all. Nice at all. At all. <laughs> I love that, and it's a, a an aside of Rob's, and they do the same yes. thing on the uh, live and cuddly version. And I thought this this was a kind of an interesting inclusion on live and cuddly because it's certainly I don't think it's a song that a lot of people would name as the first one that comes to their mind, even though it's one of my favorites. Uh, I don't even know if it was it would be one of the first. 10 that I would just list I would be thinking of and yet um, again it really uh, sort of encapsulates a lot of stuff about uh, especially early no means no about you know disconnection about uh, you know passion it's about you know being an animal uh, being made of meat uh, being <laughs> not entirely in control of your um, perceptions reactions behavior um, and uh, I guess that's about all I have to say. And I still don't think I know which song I'm going to vote for. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, let's hear what you got to say wow. about the second one. Before we do that, Michelle, where are you at with somebodies? Okay. So I listened to the live and cuddly version of this and you guys did too. And I know it. Maybe you didn't though. Oh yes, of course. Yep, yeah. Of mm-hmm. course. I, think you, I think you have to. The glorious slight fuck up Andy does is goddamn a thousand percent hilarious, and I love it. I also love that they use this for the release, and not a more polished intro. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The little he does a little. I'm gonna talk about that a little bit more. Can I get in for free? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Little little yodels in there. But man, when Rob and John kick in, it's just a kicking jaunt around the mosh pit with glorious chaos and musical prowess. Oh my God, when those guys kick in. Jesus Christ. All right, to my chagrin, 
I really hope this doesn't affect anybody. I really, really do. But I, I did write this down, so I'm going to read it. I will admit that I get hearing and feeling a little La Cucaracha with some of the riffs in it. But La Cucaracha, La Cucaracha. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm sad. That... I never made that connection. I know. That's I know. Great, actually. I like that. <laughs> No, no, I love that. But it's, I, I do think about it when I hear it, but it's it's catchy. It's fucking catchy. But it does not take away from the stellar vibe the piece is laying down. I love how Rob pops in with his when you got a bo- when you get a body, you get, you get it some all. Nice things. No, you get yeah. it all. Oh, you get that's it what, all. That's the first line. Because when you get <laughs> yeah. body, you get some nice things, but you also get some things that aren't so nice at all. Okay, that's not like high temperature lyric writing but it's hilarious and it's perfect it's f- I, I, I know it's it's, it's simple, hilarious but, and then he goes that you get aren't so nice at all clever <laughs> so fucking yeah. clever the guitar solo andy plays is so goddamn sneering fucked up he's like an electric skeleton flitting around causing chaos and once again he plays a riff that sounds like an ambulance in that <laughs> In that vein, the song amps up in its desperation and fury, and we're all along for the ride. One of their funnest yet serious doozies that never disappoints in the message of wanting to feel at the end there. Wanting to mm. feel. Just, mm. oh, begging for Only adds to its magic. Absolutely. I love it. To what, absolutely. Hallelujah to what both of you have said. Yep. I, I, this song is fucking great. And like you, Matthew... I actually think maybe I do know where I'm going to vote, but it's just a really tough one. Um, I love the "You Kill Me" version, and one thing I have to say I, with the li- I mean, not sorry, with the live and cuddly version, I love that version. One thing that I was discovering recently, going down a rabbit hole. I, well, first of all, I love on the live and cuddly version. I've, I've always been sort of obsessed with the banter. I love the banter yeah, yeah. probably because I never got to see Andy mm-hmm. Air songs, so I never understood what when Andy at that beginning part, it goes like somebody's and then you hear some guy go like, Whoa! and he goes, same guy. And you're wondering like, what the fuck does he mean? Well, I now know what he means. I, do, I think I do. Because, because there are two recordings of this yes. and there was a night from the night before where he was doing the same thing mm-hmm. and he, and he does the beginning and some guy yells out asshole. And he's like, asshole. Yep. Huh? huh. Well, all right, like it does this little thing. And it's at that same moment in the next night where the same guy yells out something. And that's where he goes, same Same guy. guy. (laughs) So now I get it. I get why he's doing that. But the, to, to switch to a minute to the, to the studio version, because again, this is one of those times where they're really playing with production. You hear distantly in the background, Andy's uh, uh, guitar part that, but you also hear this part that I don't know, strange. You just must be hearing it a different way or Matthew and I fucking suck at saying it, but there's the sound. There's a sound to me that sounds like a moth beating against a window Mm -hmm. or an animal that's caged. And it's just like this. And then it just gets released and just fucking explodes with Andy's. And to me, it's like this song is the embodiment of the carnal libido disembodied from uh, from from the ego, disembodied from the personality, disembodied from thinking. It's just, what is it that my physical sense wants and desires from other things? What is it? I'm repelled and attracted by bodies. What does that mean? Right. My mind has all these interpretations of it. I invent these complex structures of 
why I'm attracted, what's this person, all these things, and tries to change that feeling. And oh, I shouldn't like this person. I should both like and lust and all these things. But underneath that, there's this impulse that comes before the thinking that's just undeniable. It's the body. I am a body. I want that body. And maybe I want some bodies because I'm heterosexual. Maybe I'm bi and I don't know it. Maybe I'm in denial about that, but I've got these impulses that I've got to be dealing with my whole fucking life, especially in my youth when those feelings are fucking on fire and I'm really trying to contend with them. And barely and I don't restrained. always know what it, I'm barely restrained. And that's that, that opening part is beautiful for that sense because it starts off in the background and just fucking explodes with Andy. I want, it's just <laughs> fucking gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And it's absolutely on point for what this song is saying, which is, you know, Matthew, you hit on a lot of what he was exactly what I would say about this as well. But I, I, in terms of the lyrics and I think that, Andy's delivery on this is oh my so God. fucking brilliant Jesus for that. And especially by, by the end, when you have that, I just want yes. to feel, which is it's that just chaos. It's chaos, oh but it's God. a perfect expression of this human carnal need mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. be physically connected with another body. And I don't understand it. And I don't know why. And that part doesn't want to know why. It could give a fuck. The part that wants to know why is the part that gets in the way. Mm -hmm. It's that other part that's just, I just want to yeah. feel. I just need. It's want and need. There's uh -huh. no why, Nothing wherefore, because it's, yeah, it's just the it. It's just, it's, uh, you know, it's just fucking there. And can you help me yes. feel is that last plaintive, mm -hmm. right? It's just... And they elect, I've got to think that, you know, we've heard from Andy and some of his corrections that John is responsible for, all, gizmos. Of the, for all of the mm -hmm. gizmos. And yep. there's so much of that in here that is so good mm -hmm. and it's so warped. And it's that feeling of like our bodies are so alien to us in so many ways because our ego tries to suppress those feelings and tries to make sense of them. But we can't make sense of them often. They're things that we can't make sense of and that often drive what we think we're doing, but we don't know it. And so it's these, this, these unconscious drivers that push us forward. And those look weird electronic gizmos. Give me that sense. There are these sounds that just erupt mm -hmm. out of the mm -hmm. song and just play into it and, and grind its edges that feel like that animal voice coming from inside. And that's what that opening bit really sounds like to me. That sound that it, it almost to me sounds more insectile than, <laughs> than even mammalian. I know, but it sounds like an insect just waiting to fucking mate. I just, I'm a, I'm a cicada just waiting to fucking pop out of the ground and fucking fuck for the, you know, I can only do it once every 48 years and I'm coming out. I'm going to do it. It's those hormones. Yeah. And yeah, those, um, I can do it once and then die and then die. Right. And, and, um, I love some bodies. I hate some bodies. And with some bodies, I know I could go either way. It's fucking hilarious. Mm -hmm. As is, as is the, when you get a body, you get some, some nice things, things, but you get you some things nice. that aren't so nice. Oh, whoa. It's just, it's so oh. funny. It's so funny. Oh. They're just taking the piss out of one of the most yep. fundamental parts of being mm -hmm. a human being. While also, at the same time as taking a piss, accurately describing the urgency of yeah 
that element of being a human being. And that's, again, one of the reasons these guys are so fucking good because they can take the piss out of it while the same, in the other hand, going, yeah, but come on. This is your fucking reality. Exactly. You can't, Mm. you can't, you can't deny that this is your fucking world. Mm -hmm. So, you know, fuck you. Can you help me feel? Um, This song is fucking banger. And I, I know why they put it on live and cuddly because live it's insanely great. And it's it's one of those things, right? Where Andy is really, he is being in the moment when he's seeing it. I see your bodies. I see you guys moving, right? Like he's talking to the audience Mm -hmm. when he's singing it live and cutting. He's changing the lyrics to let these people know he's really looking at them and he's talking about them right now in space. He's not being abstract about it. He's talking about your bodies, fuckers, right? Like even that one guy calling him an asshole. Um, I want to find that guy. I, I love this song. I think it's fucking great. You know a, amazing example of the early No Means No. An amazing example of Andy's absolutely out of this world vocal yes. range and performance. And, and the, the band's guitar. ability. Oh my God, the guitar. The guitar, the bass, Jesus just Christ. the drum, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. All of it. These guys had every ounce of everything that made them genius from the very, very beginning in the song. And sweatpants. They could play this song in, yeah, the, the most holy, nasty sweatpants. Yep. And it would still be beautiful. All right, let's exactly. um, let's move on to the other half of this uh, duo. And that's Sad, off of Small Parts, Isolated and Destroyed. Let's get a little sad for a moment and hear this. I just want to reiterate, fuck, 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 fuck this matchup. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking stupid fucking. The squeaky toys at the beginning are super great. I am still hearing things that um, I had not noticed before. Maybe it's because of these headphones. I could not get it quite loud enough. But underneath the squeaky toys, there is part of another one of their songs. It may actually be part of this song. In fact, I would like it if it were, but you can just barely, barely hear it. Mm. And if it were sort of just the, the the refrain of this song, it would totally feed into what I think the song is about. Um, that it is circular. It is um, sad. This song has a lot in common, I think, with um, uh, Small Parts. 
uh, in that it is, um, you know, there's a lot of restrained energy uh, and then it just sort of gets, it comes out. Um, there's a very sort of sleepy, almost slit like beginning. Um, and then hmm. right into a really kinetic beginning yeah. and then um, kinetic, back to the quiet. Um, mm-hmm. Interestingly, the lyrics that I could find online and in the CD uh, sleeve, like Andy's lines are not. They there. cut them out. They cut them out. Yeah, what the fuck either, is that? Which is interesting. So weird. Um, yeah. I did not know so, this. We should not make a fuss. The, the lyrics, there's only, I don't know, eight eight lines um, that are there. And then uh, Andy's lines are about four more. So there aren't a lot of lyrics in this song. There's just, uh, but it's seven minutes long. Um, it is a, a real journey. And I think it is about the fact that existence is fleeting and nobody sh- nobody else should try and define it for you. Um, hmm. It is... Um, we shouldn't make a fuss what would become of us we shouldn't we should not and that's sad and that's sad we must hold on tight hold on with all our might does that mean how hold on to existence does that mean that you should not embrace your progress through life uh through time um and then i demand what you should be in the name of decency you do the same for me and that's sad so i don't know whether it's them thinking that it's sad that people aren't acknowledging they're trying to cling to the past. They're trying to cling to existence rather than noticing their progress through it. Um, and that's sad. Um, and then Andy's lines, uh, we live just killing time, just waiting, just waiting to die. And that's the biggest crime. And that's the biggest lie. So he may be, disagreeing with everyone's exhortation that time is wasted. Um, It's the biggest crime to waste time. It's the biggest crime not to use the time you have, but also it's the biggest lie because maybe it's, you're still existing. You're still living. You may be enjoying the, the monotonous the daily grind who knows you're still alive and uh who is anyone else to tell you how to use that time um and so i don't know maybe uh the middle bridge it's like almost an an attempts and the the fact that there are sort of fast bits and slow bits is almost like an attempt to like the the structure of the song is a metaphor for what they're trying to say. And it's a metaphor for life. You're trying to extract yourself from this languor, this uh, laziness, this not, you know, trying to accomplish what you can accomplish. And then you fall right back into it. You fall back into the, uh, the slow kind of more sleepy bits. Um, And then by the end, it's a full on balls out race to the end of the song. Where yep. he's just sad, 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 and yet you're still living. You know, there's just still this, um, it is a melancholy song. It's got the hollow mm-hmm. echoing production. I, mm-hmm. I love the part with the um, the really, really monotone voices uh, yep. when the, um, and that's sad. They're 
both monotone. There's a Sounds little like bit a of a downward curve. Um, yeah, it's almost like an, an intonation or like an incantation. Yeah. It is a little yeah, bit yeah. creepy, but maybe yeah. that's sort of the, the 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 sound of the people who are living, just killing time, just waiting, just waiting to die. Uh, yeah. And maybe it's those people. It's those people who are trying to tell boring them what to do with their time, how to live their mm-hmm. life. And yet the way that they, the people who are telling them what to do are living their lives is monotonous and uh, tiresome and tedious. And they don't even notice. And that's no. the biggest crime. And that's the biggest lie. Huh. huh. And that's about all I got. Fantastic nice. song. Um, I, it's a fantastic song. Jeez. It's one of those quiet ones that really fucking hits you uh, when you you listen to it over and over again. Um, it might not stand out as much as some others, but it is, um, I think, one of their best songs. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. That's an interesting Michelle. point, Matthew, because I like how it starts out how the way it does, and then you're kind of just not really involved with it just hundred percent yet. But then they put in these bursts and you're like, wait a minute, what are they talking about? And you, you can't help but pay attention. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can't maybe help but be what I mean is it. like, maybe not one of their best songs. Maybe well, it might be, but I think what I mean more, it's one of their best compositions. Yeah. Right. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All, All right. Michelle, what do you got for us? Okay. Mm. I always respected this song immensely. It has terrific songwriting and great structure to it. Once things get more aggressive is when I sit up straight, and you can't beat John going completely apeshit. He's so precise and flawless, Mm -hmm. just a master of his drum set. The layered vocals in this is really incredible. Focusing Mm -hmm. on those is a real treat when you realize the assertion of it mixed with doom and a little bit of boredom. I don't know. That that's kind of what mm-hmm. it sounds like to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the echoey drums mm-hmm. always felt really good to hear with this as it matched the vocals well and helped make it sound a bit menacing. Mm. Andy's voice works so well in this song. He's got a great dry yet full sound with his voice and he nails the feeling perfectly. This song is quite astounding in how much it builds and weaves in and out with wild punk parts. The absolute ending of this is just a pants pooper. And someone on the Uh -uh. Facebook group asked everyone once what a good figure skating song would be. You remember that? You remember when somebody asked? Yeah, I do. I do. (laughs) And I think I would now throw this one in as a contender for that. Ooh, that's a good one. Or maybe some interpretive dance would be kind of a scream. A great bombastic Mm -hmm. piece with lots of candy. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, echo a lot of what you guys said. I think I, I love the languid, liquid opening, which just cuts into this katana strike of a riff oh, when it breaks oh, into that when it breaks into that seven four section. Which am I right? That da 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 da. That's seven four. Yeah, and I so, think so. It's oh, I so never fucking, thought about that. I think it it's is. so I crazy. Like it goes it. from it goes from this four four into this seven four, and it just turns on a fucking dime. Yeah. But it's so it the way it starts in and then 
unprepared for how it cuts you into that other mode is often like life, right? That sense where mm-hmm. we can be in a stupor and just deep in a stupor mm-hmm. and then fucking snaps us out for a little bit. And, and yep. Matthew, as you talked about, then inevitably we're going to go back into our fucking stupor. And this song directly precedes small parts. And I think it's a perfect pairing. You know, Matthew, you talked about that too. Mm-hmm. It, it has a lot of thematic similarities. This sense of the forces around us being the thing, you know, wanting to define us, wanting to hem us in, wanting to put us in a little box. But at the same time, talks about how we all do that to each other. You do the same for me. This song doesn't let you off the hook. You don't just get to be the victim of those forces. You're also the perpetrator, right? Mm. It's going to put you in the shoes, right? Like you do the same for me and that's sad, right? Like it's, that's a very yeah. intense line. Like you don't get off the hook, fucker. You got to look in the mirror, smash the looking glass, fucker. <laughs> and, and, and I, and this is a thing I, I deeply, deeply, deeply love about this band from early, early on. And while I love dead Kennedy's, the reason they've never lasted for me as much as no means no, is that no means no talks about the politics of being a human being, oh, very not much the so. politics of a moment. Right. And this is one of those songs that talks about the politics of a human being, the forces that exist that that try to define us, to try to hem us in, that try to minimize our existence, to try to define what, who, and how we can be. That's a, that's always the case from way back in the fucking day to way back in the future. That's probably not going to change. It may fluctuate a little bit, but it's one of the reasons no means no is a, is a, is a very timeless band Mm -hmm. because these things are always in existence. The oldest philosophers talked about this shit and they'll be hemming this shit through from Nietzsche all the way to fucking who knows, who knows what the fucking 2500, right? Like it's, it's always going to be there. And these guys, you could play these guys 300 years from now and someone's going to respond to this song. It's mm. still going to be something that people respond to. Um, I love the layered, compressed, fucking affectless vocals. Oh my but God. I, also love, I also love that Rob is really quiet, giving a more passionate performance underneath that. You can't mm-hmm. really hear it that much, but he's there singing it with more passion underneath mm-hmm. the affectless. Mm-hmm. So it's almost to me like that that part that's trying to fight against it, oh. coming up against the forces that are like, we demand. But underneath, there's this mm-hmm. guy underneath who's quietly trying to push against that, going like, no, I, yeah, fuck so you. Yeah, so he's not right? so like, monotone. He's having he's some not so monotone. He's got more inflection. He's yeah. got more passion. And it's unprocessed. Hmm. Other than the fact that it's dialed down, it's unprocessed, but it's... It's suppressed. Ooh. It's hidden underneath it. It's just, it's fucking That's great. Cool. Um, and God, the music is so, so, so good. I mean, and that middle bit, that the, the middle fucking inflection bit where he just goes nuts and John and Rob and they all go just to butter, 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 get out of here. So fucking good. And I think this is one of my favorite lead outs uh, of their, of the band, the, that last section where it's just where Andy is is singing, you know, with no vocal processing on it, sad, oh my and God, they're just wailing away on mm-hmm. it, and all of the stops have come loose, and mm-hmm. and whatever has been has been shoved into this box is now just fucking loose. That quiet voice of Rob, even though he's not the one singing, that's fucking loose, and they just let loose, and because of the 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 real interplay of those forces early on in the song, it is such a rich payoff to have that just 
the lid come completely off the box at the end of this song. Mm -hmm. They've masterfully constructed that tension and release, tension and release, tension and release, and given us that release at the end that is so, so satisfying. And, of course, as always with this band, satisfying thematically. Mm -hmm. It's satisfying musically, but it's right there fucking thematically, and it serves a purpose. And... Mm -hmm. Fucking A, this song is so good. I don't yeah. know how many of you out there really, really like this song, but I think this song is absolutely There's something in for fucking, everybody, this one. fucking phenomenal. Yep. It is gorgeous and composed brilliantly. Yes, and yes. the engineering is beautiful. Again, mm-hmm. all those sounds and the, the, the way they fuck with the vocals and everything about it, every layer of this song is fucking perfect and intentional. <laughs> Um, love it. Yes. Love it. Yes. Love it. All right. Let's, um, oh boy. You're going to spin the wheel. Matthew. <laughs> Matthew, you're up. Spin... Where's that washer, Matthew? You got your washer. Honestly, oh. it, uh, went back and forth. Um, cause when you're in either of these songs, I listen to them as I tend to do. I haven't been going for my walks. I've been used to, I used to go for walks and listen to them. Maybe I should get back to doing that, doing a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. think um, mostly mm-hmm. I'm uh, driving and mostly I drive to work and home. So um, yeah, back and forth. Uh, it's really, really, really tough. And I think both of the songs have so much truth to them. Um, but I think that the, mm-hmm. somebody's the truth in somebody's is a much more kind of focused um, r- realization or observation about um, you know existence and everything like that, and uh, maybe the slightly wider view in and that sad is what barely tips the scales for me. I'm going to vote for and that sad, which I actually. Oh. Uh, a, su- a surprise to me and it could easily go differently uh, depending on a different mood or a different time of the week or oh uh, whatever, yes. whether I had had a beer instead of drinking Mobby tonight, who knows? Right. <laughs> uh, right, yeah. right. All right. Strangely. What about you? Matthew. When I put these songs both on my special paper, I immediately circled one because I do love it. Even after all we've been said, I am totally 100% voting for somebody's. Ooh. Yep, I, that's my vote. Ooh, tiebreaker. We haven't had one of these in a long ass time. The right thing. So this you? one's really hard also, right? I am just not Yeah, easy, fuck it. Fuck, fuck. And I, fuck off. I, I did vacillate. <laughs> I still vacillate between both of these. Um, because I think they're both fucking phenomenal. Um, I think, and that sad is the more artful song. And that's the one I'm voting for. Oh my fucking Mm. God. Oh my God. I think it is. I think it is. I love the contrast. I love the way that they swing wildly between these two feelings. I love the Mm -hmm. payoff for it. Mm -hmm. I felt like it's more of a journey. Whereas I feel like somebody's has a note that goes hard the whole time. (laughs) but doesn't, doesn't like vary, which is yeah. beautiful. It's no, gorgeous. And that's very mm. much in line like with stuff. the nature of the song, right? right? Like that's, that's appropriate for the song, mm. but I'm sad takes me to different places. And I think compositionally is, it's just something fucking special. Oh, but you guys so, rule. 
This could yeah. go either way, man. Right? This really could go either way. I know. This could go either way. Well, fucking A. All right, so Jeez. that's funny that the two songs that are back-to-back have both gone through. We've sent through Small Parts, Isolated, and Destroyed. It is not now not destroyed, nor a small part. It is very, very fucking big. And unfortunately, End of the World has reached the end of the road. Uh, the next ones are somebodies and then that's sad and that's sad is not sad it's doing a little jig in the corner while somebody's unfortunately is not some nice things but oh. they're both brilliant songs they're beautiful who knows if if i don't know that into the world would come back in the the in the uh you know when we bring some back from the vault but maybe some bodies we'll have to see but um i don't know man hard choices all of Very them hard. good fucking oh songs right uh, let us know what you think of these choices, how much you agree or hate with what we've uh, came up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, now let's move on to the last segment before we close this out. Um, many people's favorite segment, uh, which is why we save it for last so that you have to listen to the whole fucking thing to get to it. <laughs> Andy's Corrections Corner. <laughs> so, Andy, uh, we've got two songs that he's going to talk to us about tonight. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and read these tonight. First is for Teresa. Give me that knife. <clears throat> this was written at the same time as the original Hanson songs when Rob was living on Gordon Head Road. Dead Souls was also written in as a Hanson song, but it quickly seemed to us that neither had the Ramonish, Ramones-ish vibe that the other songs did. And so they both ended up in the No Means No set and were recorded during the small parts Day Everything sessions. Once again, Rob was very fussy about the rhythmic feel that he wanted for the bridge and chorus of Teresa. It seemed quite straightforward to John and me, but Rob worked a long time with both of us until he was pleased with how it sounded. And I seem to recall Rob was also very specific about the spelling of Teresa. On a more personal note, a few years back, I was in Victoria on vacation with my family, and I had the pleasure of watching the No Means No cover band Sex Mad play a few numbers at Logan's Pub. They were great. (laughs) Among the songs they did <clears throat> was Teresa. After they finished, I chatted with Tremblers of Sevens, Raddy Julie, Rad Julie, Rad Julie, who was drumming in the cover band. I told her I thought her drumming during Teresa's chorus had a kind of conga line, vi- conga line vibe going on. We both laughed and came to the conclusion that the original may have been improved with that beat. And now every time I think of this song, I think of conga lines. <gasps> Thank you to the one and only Rad Julie for oh the permanent earworm. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> ah, and then a bit on joyful oh. reunion red julie's a good friend of mine too, like so. oh nice <clears throat> i met her like yep, met her matthews like revenge joyful reunion was written to be played on two electric guitars with no bass the guitar parts despite their thundering motorhead like riffs are actually quite easy to play on the other hand john goes all out oh. on this one even doubling up his part a la buzzcocks moving away from the pulse beat to create an intense pummeling effect. Mm-hmm. I think this song wasn't written so long before zero plus two equals one was recorded. I'm pretty sure that it wasn't anyways. Not really to say much on this one, except that I always thought it was Blinding Lights Musical Cousin for some reason. Oh, nice. Lemme into house. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, Andy. Uh, I will say um, on a personal note, uh, Joyful Reunion puts Blinding Light a thousand feet underground would be all I would say, even though Blinding Light is not a bad song. It's no uh, joyful reunion. Anyway, no. fucking A, I can't believe we get to hear these. Yes. Missives from Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. Love it. 
Holy shit. So treats. you've reached treats. the end of another episode. Somehow we've made this one two hours yet oh a fucking God. again. I guess that's our new fucking thing. Oh, no. Is that bad? Are people going to No, keep, no, it's good. Are people still no, they're, listening? They're listening. Now you can go on two jogs instead of just uh, yeah, one. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no Means No Thing is produced and edited by yours truly, Jordan Flato. Co-hosting and podcast graphics are by the indelible Matthew Kowalik. Michelle Stranges is our third and everyone's favorite co-host and official Foley artist. Shout out to our official mascot, Teddy. Oh, yeah. And thank you to No Means No for the use of stock taking as our intro and outro music. I just want to let everyone know I'm a good machine. to the secret section which i think most of you know about by now section i'm going to click the file and see what the next it's like the price is right wheel at the end there's not a whole lot of songs left how many are left do you know uh there are left i think we've got about another five episodes um Mm -hmm. that's about what we've got so five times four about 20 yeah better be an even number Hmm. There's the first matchup, and here's the second matchup. You ready? Yes. Hmm. Oh, that's cool. All right, they're good songs. They're good songs. I, I don't know. I, there's no kaiju's in the building necessarily, but some good fucking songs. Wow. I'm looking forward to it. We're gonna try to make sure, even though we're now down to recording these the week they're released. Oh, no. uh, oh not good. Uh, we gotta get ahead of that. Not man. good. That's... We gotta get ahead of that a little bit somehow. But uh, that's how it is. Uh, we can't wait to see you guys next time. Thank you very much for sticking around this long. And the last but not least, fuck off. <laughs> and now I can't find the stop button. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs>